Psalm 119, Discourse 15, of Exposition on the Book of Psalms, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Exposition on the Book of Psalms, Volume 5, by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 119, Discourse 15. 1. Verse 49. Let us consider, as far as the Lord alloweth, and let us thoroughly treat of these verses of this great psalm. O remember thy word unto thy servant, wherein thou hast given me hope. Is forgetfulness incident to God as it is to man? Why then is it said unto him, O remember? Although in other passages of Holy Scripture this very word is used, as, Why hast thou forgotten me? And wherefore forgettest thou our misery? And God himself through his prophet says, I will forget all his transgressions. And in other passages this is read again and again frequently. But these things are not understood of God in the same way as they happen among men. For as it is said that God repenteth when he changeth things contrary to men's expectation without his counsel being changed. For the Lord's counsel endureth for ever. He is said to forget when he seemeth to delay his aid or his promise, or not to recompense sinners as they deserve, or anything of this sort, as if what is either hoped or feared had slipped from his memory, and so doth not take place. These expressions are borrowed from moral discourses on human affections. Although God doth these things according to a fixed dispensation, with no failing memory, nor with an understanding obscured, nor with a will changed. When, therefore, it is said unto him, O remember, the desire of him who prayeth is displayed, because he asketh for what was promised. God is not admonished, as if the promise had escaped from his mind. O remember, he saith, thy word unto thy servant, that is, fulfill thy promise to thy servant, wherein thou hast given me hope, that is, in thy word, since thou hast promised, thou hast caused me to hope. 2. Verse 50. The same is my comfort in my humiliation, namely that hope which is given to the humble, as the Scripture saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Whence also our Lord himself saith with his own lips, For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. We will understand here that humiliation also, not whereby each man humbleth himself by confessing his sins, and by not arrogating righteousness to himself. But when each man is humbled by some tribulation or mortification which his pride deserved, or when he is exercised and proved by endurance, whence a little after this psalm saith, Before I was troubled, I went wrong. And this passage in the Book of Wisdom, In grief hold up, and have patience in thy humiliation. For gold is tried in the fire, and acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. In the expression acceptable, 
he hath inspired a hope which may console us in our humiliation and the lord jesus when he foretold that this humiliation would be brought upon his disciples by their persecutors did not leave them without a hope but gave them one whereby they might find comfort in these words in your patience shall ye possess your souls and declared even of their very bodies which might be put to death by their enemies and seemingly be utterly annihilated that not a hair of their heads should perish this hope was given to christ's body that is to the church that it might be a comfort to her in humiliation on account of which hope saith also the apostle paul but if we hope for that we see not then do we with patience wait for it but this is the hope of everlasting rewards there is also another hope which in the low estate of tribulation comforteth very much a hope that is given to the saints in the word of god who promiseth the aid of his grace that no man may faint of this hope the apostle saith god is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it this hope our saviour gave also with his own lips when he said this night satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but i have prayed for thee peter that thy faith fail not this hope he gave in the prayer which he taught us where he enjoined us to say lead us not into temptation for he in a manner implicitly promised that he would give to his disciples in their danger that which he taught them to ask for in their prayers and indeed this psalm is rather to be understood to speak of this hope verse fifty the same is my comfort in my humiliation for thy word hath quickened me which they have rendered more closely who have not put word but utterance for the greek has which is utterance not which is word three verse fifty one the next verse is the proud dealt exceedingly wickedly yet have i not shrinked from thy law by the proud he wished to be understood by the persecutors of the pious and therefore he added yet have i not shrinked from thy laws because the persecution of the proud attempted to force him to do this he saith that they dealt exceedingly wickedly because they were not only wicked themselves but even tried to make the godly wicked in this humiliation that is in this tribulation that hope comforted him which was given in the word of god who promised aid that the faith of the martyrs might not faint and who by the presence of his spirit gave strength to them in their toils that they might escape from the snare of the fowlers and say if the lord himself had not been on our side perchance they had swallowed us up quick four when he saith the same is my comfort in my humiliation doth he mean that humiliation whereby man was thrown down and delivered unto death in consequence of that sin which was most unhappily committed in the bliss of paradise for in this humiliation wherein man is made like unto vanity and his days pass away as a shadow all are sons of wrath but that they are reconciled unto god through the mediator 
who were predestined to everlasting salvation before the foundation of the world, that mediator in whom the righteous of old had hope, when they foresaw his coming by the spirit of prophecy, that word then which came to them concerning him is well understood as the word here spoken of, if we understand the passage of these men that word of which it is said verse forty nine o remember thy word unto thy servant wherein thou hast given me hope verse fifty the same is my comfort in my humiliation that is in this my mortal state for thy word hath quickened me so that when cast out unto death i had hopes of life the proud dealt very wickedly since indeed not even the lowest state of mortality tamed their pride yet have i not shrinked from thy law which the proud were attempting to make me do five verse fifty two for i was mindful of thy judgments from the beginning of the world o lord and received comfort or as other copies have it and i was exhorted that is i received exhortation for either might be rendered for the greek from the beginning of the world that is from the birth of the human race i was mindful of thy judgments upon the vessels of wrath which are fitted unto perdition and i received comfort since through these also hast thou shown the riches of thy glory on the vessels of thy mercy six verse fifty three weariness hath held me for the ungodly that forsake thy law. Verse 54. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. This is the lowest state in the house of mortality, of the man who sojourneth away from paradise, and the Jerusalem above, whence one going down to Jericho fell among robbers, but in consequence of the deed of mercy which was done him by that Samaritan, the statutes of God became his song in the house of his pilgrimage, although he was weary for the ungodly that forsook the law of God, since he was compelled to converse with them for a season in this life, until the floor be threshed. But these two verses may be adapted to the two clauses of the preceding verse respectively, so that the words, I was mindful of thy judgments from the beginning of the world, O Lord, be referred to these weariness hath seized me for the ungodly who forsake thy law and the words i received comfort may be referred to these thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage seven verse fifty five i have thought upon thy name o lord in the night season and have kept thy law night is that low estate wherein is the trouble of mortality. Night is in the proud who deal exceedingly wickedly. Night is the fear for the ungodly who forsake the law of the Lord. Night is lastly the house of this pilgrimage, until the Lord come and bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. In this night, therefore, man ought to remember the name of the lord so that he who glorieth may glory in the lord on which account this also is written not unto us o lord not unto us but unto thy name give the glory 
For thus every man keepeth the law of God, not in his own glory, but in the glory of the Lord, because he doth it not in his own righteousness, but in that of God, that is, in the righteousness given him of God. Even as this man saith, I have thought upon thy name, O Lord, in the night season, and have kept thy law. But he would not have kept it, if trusting in his own strength. He had not thought upon the name of the Lord, for our help standeth in the name of the Lord. 8. Verse 56. Considering this, he addeth, This was made unto me, because I sought out thy righteousnesses, whereby thou dost justify the ungodly, not mine, which never make me godly, but proud. For this man was not one of those who, ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Others have better interpreted these righteousnesses as those whereby men are justified for not through God's grace, though by themselves they cannot be righteous. Justifications, since the Greek hath not, that is, acts of righteousness, but acts of justification. But what meaneth, this was made unto me? What is this? It is perhaps the law. As he had said, and I have kept thy law, to which he subjoins, this was made unto me, meaning this was made my law. But we need not delay by expounding in what manner the law of God was made his law. For the Greek words whence these Latin words have been translated sufficiently declare that it could not have been said of the law. For the word law is in Greek of the masculine gender, and the feminine pronoun is used in the Greek text as well. We must therefore inquire first what was thus made unto him, next in what manner, whatever it may have been, was made unto him. This, he saith, was made unto me, not this law, for the Greek, as I have said, refuseth this sense. Perhaps then this night, since the whole of the preceding sentence stands thus, I have thought upon thy name, O Lord, in the night season and have kept thy law. And the next words are, This was made unto me. Since then it is not the law, it must truly be the night which is thus spoken of. What then meaneth, I had the night season, for I have sought out thy righteousnesses? Rather, light had come unto him than night, since he sought out the righteousnesses of God. And it is thus rightly understood, it was made unto me, as if it were said, It became night for my sake, that is, it might profit me. For if that low estate of mortality is not absurdly understood as night, where the hearts of mortals are hid to one another, so that from such darkness innumerable and heavy temptations arise, so that in the same night wild beasts of the forest pass through, the young of the lions roaring, seeking their meat from God, whence of that lion who roareth and seek whom he may devour, our Lord saith what I have mentioned above. This night Satan hath desire to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. That is, in this night wherein the beasts of the forest roam about, that great lion sought you from God as his prey. 
indeed this very low estate in the house of this pilgrimage which is rightly understood as night profiteth those who are healthily exercised in it that they may learn not to be proud since that is the sin on account of which man was banished into this night for the beginning of pride is when one departeth from god but let him who hath been justified for naught and who hath encountered various temptations of this night that he may profit in this low estate when he now understandeth say what is said some verses below in this psalm it is good for me that thou hast brought me low that i may learn thy righteousnesses for what else meaneth it is good for me that thou hast brought me low save that this low estate which is called night was made for me that is was made it might profit me but wherefore this because i have sought out thy righteousnesses not mine own nine we may also so understand what is here said this was made for me so that neither the law nor night be understood but the pronoun this be taken as it is found in another psalm where it is said one thing i have desired of the lord this i will require he saith not what is this one thing or what one of which he said this i will require but the feminine gender hunkrequarum is seemingly put for the neuter for it is an unusual expression unem patai hunkrequarum where it is not understood what that one is the more common construction would be unum patai adomino hoc requirum ut inhabitum in domo domini for in these neuters we do not usually look for any neuter which is to be understood as for instance one good thing or one gift or anything of this sort but whatever it is though it have its name of the masculine or feminine gender or without any gender be set forth in any form of expression according to a well-known rule it is understood in the neuter gender in this way therefore the words hac facta est mihai may have been used as if it had been said hoc factum est mihai but if we inquire what this may be what he had said above occurs i have thought upon thy name o lord in the night season and have kept thy law this hath been done for me that is my having kept thy law was not done through myself but was done for me by thee because i sought out not my but thy righteousnesses for it is god saith the apostle that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure for god saith this through the prophet and i will cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them wherefore since god saith i will cause you to keep my judgments and do them he very rightly saith this hath been made for me so that when thou askest what that is he answereth what he had said above that i might keep the law of god but since this exposition hath already reached a great length what followeth will with the lord's help be better treated within a fresh beginning end of psalm 119 discourse 15